Hello and welcome back to Crystal Clear, the podcast where clarity is the goal, clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who I am and where I desire to be. Crystal Clear is my affirmation. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for returning. I am back and I have brought a guest with me. Say hello, Autumn. Hi. <laughs> yes, this week I have invited Autumn Woodland on my show this um, time around because she posted something. I think it was back in July and it just stuck with me. It stuck with me um, because I felt like it was so real and authentic and I feel like Every last one of us was feeling that way. We might not have used all of her words, but I feel like in some way, form, or fashion, we felt exactly like that. And maybe a lot of us didn't take the time to honor those feelings by giving them words, but we 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 understood it as something we, you know, nodded to at some point and got past. So I just wanted to build a conversation around it, check in with her, and just talk about some other stuff. So... We'll get into that. But let me start by reading her post. That's the least I can do since, you know, it inspired this conversation and got us to this point. So, um, so July 29th, she posted serious question for the spiritual community. How do you honor low vibrational emotions like sadness, anger, frustration, disappointment, etc., and maintain high, high vibration doing both? makes manifestation feel impossible. So Autumn, can you take us to that moment? No. No, uh can you can you still speak to that? Do you still feel any feel like that in any way or is that kind of old news? Uh so having some conversations with friends mm-hmm. um, after posting that helped me I guess, get to an answer that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, So I asked the question just because uh, I'm always going through something emotional. (laughs) (laughs) And questions are always popping into my brain. So I can't even recall what specifically led me Mm -hmm. to that question. Um, But I always feel like there's a, in my head, there's like a conflict because we have this, one side where people are saying you have to be positive and Mm -hmm. have positive thoughts. And, you know, when you think positive, positive things happen and positive things come to you. And I believe that's true, but we are human beings and we go through the ups and downs of life and it's impossible to be happy all the time. Right. And so it's like, how do you, how do you do both? And, uh, I recall having a conversation with a friend and she said that it's always a high vibration activity to honor your emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's what made it click because long I attach being sad or angry or disappointed or whatever with, being something negative but right. I think what really matters is like what you do with that emotion and that all emotions are valid because they're yours and you mm-hmm. should them but it's like what do you do with them like what are the next steps and 
how do you acknowledge and honor your sadness? Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I feel like my question was kind of answered when mm-hmm. I had that conversation with my friend. Um, I still feel like, you know, when you are kind of down, it probably does make manifesting the things you want a little challenging, but just because you're feeling sad or down or disappointed, it's like you, you, you don't have to stay there. Right. Um, one of my counselors put it uh, the best way, because I also had a relationship with struggle to where I assumed anytime I was struggling, I wasn't doing well. And she told me that Crystal, you can be doing well and struggling just because you're struggling doesn't mean it's a bad thing, right? Struggling does not necessarily lend itself to being a bad thing. So that kind of was like, oh, oh okay. You know, because right. it feels like every, t- every time you're not moving through something simple, like smoothly, you feel like, oh, something's wrong. And it's not. It's just mm-hmm. you you have to adjust. And I am big on adjusting and trying to allow myself to adjust. And so you know, I feel like I had a little bit of practice in that area, so I chimed in. But, you know, I figured, you know, it was just something like that because I feel like, hey, we have to honor all of these feelings. I feel like even if you go back to scripture, it says um, when you're weak, that's when he's strong, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like it's like it kind of like helps you just deal with those low feelings because you're right. There is something out there telling us all the time that, not um be negative or we cannot be upset or we should not uh you know feel certain ways about certain things but that's totally not true or even if it is true it doesn't stop us from naturally going there on our own and finding us finding ourselves in those low places so it's just important to know that you know we are all doing it but I just felt like you know in July you know everybody was probably what was that like month four of uh pandemic (laughs) summer's kicking in yeah so it's like oh you you really not gonna be out of out of this in um you know three months flat you know because a lot of us was telling ourselves that oh well this gonna be over by june Mm. you know and then july rolled around not quite you know Mm. and then here we are still in the thick of things so it it's crazy right but i do understand i absolutely understand and when i saw that i was just like dang i relate I really can relate to that, but I just, you know, I checked it off, you know, at this point, well, you know, I had got some practice. I, by the time I started crystal clear, the podcast, I had gotten a lot of practice with, you know, high vibrations, low vibrations. And I don't know if you know, or heard of this person, but her name is Abraham Hicks. And it's creepy because Abraham Hicks is not her name. Right, she's channeling Abraham. She's so okay. Is, so you've heard of her, great. Yeah. So she's Esther. And, Esther. Yeah. And I forget her husband's name. Her husband has passed. Right. But yeah, so she is channeling Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Um, I became familiar with her. Gosh, probably like two thousand. 2009 but I was probably not in a space in my life where I was fully ready to receive the messages she was giving right so it took some time for me to no I I feel like before you realize what you're listening to it takes time to like like wait hold on no I ain't listening to this no more okay it's all right you know it took a minute Mm -hmm. because like you know because like say for instance you're trying to 
intentionally listening to positive things, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she just happens to pop up on one of your videos on YouTube or something, however you're listening. And you're hearing it and you're like, okay, that's somebody I can listen to. And then you really get into it and then you're like, wait, who's Esther? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Esther? And then you 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 start paying attention to figure out who's Esther and when she comes up. And then it becomes clear that Esther is here the whole time, but she's channeling somebody mm-hmm. and that's who we're listening to. And then you have to adjust and trust me, I had to adjust. But, you know, like, I feel like she was the first person that I heard talk about the high vibrations and the low vibrations and and explain them to the point to where you can't fight the low vibrations because that's what really brings you down. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of have to just roll with it. She says, you're not going to always be on a high flying disc. That's how she calls it. You're not going to always be on your high flying disc. And when you're not there, you don't have to, you know, just be like, dang, you know, because it's like an addiction to like this extremely high feeling, which we cannot always be on. So it's it's just like adjusting and accepting what it is and, you know, not being mad at the fact that you're not on your highest level. So she was the first person I, that I heard talk about it on that, you know, in that way to make me understand like, yeah, it's normal not to be, you know, at that, you know, level of like, yay, everything is great. And I'm feeling great and I'm living for life. You know, it's it's okay. You'll be fine. So I was really happy to see that. <clears throat> but I have uh, set up some questions. I sent you an outline. And she didn't, um, Autumn, you guys, she didn't tell me to X out any of these questions. So I'm going to ask them all. And we're going to have some fun. And, you know, if it gets deep, you know, we do that sometimes over here. So there it is. All right. First question. All right. Do you feel like you handle anger well? I do now. <laughs> you do now. With okay. Maturity. Uh, when I say with maturity, there was probably a time. There were times when I was younger, you know, teens, early twenties, where, in my opinion, maybe I didn't handle it well because I just, I don't know. I would kind of just. Uh, have like my own personal tantrums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas now I think I do handle it well. Um I I think because I I'm more aware and I pay attention to mm-hmm. my emotions. So I'm able to I've just gotten to a, a practice of like talking myself. Mm-hmm through it and saying okay you're angry now you know and sometimes I may need to do a little extra I may need to you know scream in a pillow depending on how angry or go work out or mm-hmm. I've, I've reached a point in my life where I I want to be constructive mm-hmm. even if I'm not happy or excited or maybe I'm just infuriated about something that's going on um but yeah I think because to me with anger the number one priority is that no one else should have to pay for (laughs) my anger right my my experience so I do my absolute best to just work through it on my own Mm -hmm. and um I would say overall, I think I'm handling it pretty well. Um, 
hopefully other people see it that way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I like your answer. Like you want to be constructive at, you know, at, even if you're upset. And I think that's good because it is hard. Um, I don't know if everyone can sit back and say they've been angry and all they can think about is not totally just self-destructing, you know? It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's very, I mean, it takes work. I think you have to be yeah. very intentional. Like you have to make up your mind that this is what I'm going to do when I'm angry. And for me, it wasn't like an overnight thing. Like, you know what? The next time I'm angry, I'm just going to sit and meditate. Like, no, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think most human beings naturally respond that way. Like it's taken a lot of time and reflection and just, um, like I said, just growth and maturity, but always having this, mindset that I do want to be the best version of myself that I can be Mm -hmm. and that means even when I'm angry trying my best to get through it in a healthy way right 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 and you know even still like I feel like some of us have had like that very awful experience of you know taking it out on someone you Mm -hmm. know and I feel like that can also be a great teacher of what not to do next time so, right. yeah, so, yeah, that, it, you know, that's good to be able to say that you're that mindful, even in anger, because I know that is something you definitely have to work on and work towards. Yeah, it's a lot of work and you still have to, I mean, it's, that's why for me, like being mindful is a practice because mm-hmm. it's not like I just naturally go, oh, well, I'm angry. It's <laughs> more like, whoo, okay, don't answer the phone. Don't pick up the phone. Don't send that text message. <laughs> Girl, I had one of those moments the right, other like, day. Don't, it's like, okay, because you start, I start thinking about like, okay, remember when you were angry before and you just blurted your, blurted out whatever was going on in your head? You know, you hurt feelings. You said things that you shouldn't have said. And it's like, I think about what the aftermath could be. Mm-hmm. And... I'm a person that I, I do not like to hurt other people. Right. I don't like to see something. If someone's hurting because of something I've done, then it's like that emotion just comes back to me. And I hate, all, like, I just can't stand any of that. So I'm like, all right. Best thing you can do when you're angry is at least keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Listen, so. <laughs> Until you can clear up your thoughts. Because, I mean, some anger is justified. But, you know. Right. If there's an instance where, like, you're angry with another person, I still think it's good to just be like, all right. Sit on it. Let me let me wait before mm-hmm. I vent and say what I have to say because you can't always trust your initial emotions. Like, your emotions are what they are, but they're not always going to tell you what to do. Like, they're not going to always tell you the right thing to do. <laughs> Listen, first of all, my first, okay, if I get upset, if something upsets me to the point to where I feel like I need to say something to someone, my first mind tells me I'm fully justified and I need to get it done. First Mm -hmm. mind. First few seconds. (laughs) Yes. First few seconds. Like, yes, you you need to say that. You're absolutely right and justified. Go tell them now. And so that was my post the other day when I said, um... (laughs) Uh, wisdom and reasoning had their uh, running shoes on because when I tell you, 
when I tell you I was hot in pursuit, okay? <laughs> listen, <laughs> they came and got me and set me down like Hunk Chris. Listen, no. Have uh-uh. a seat. Have a seat. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Uh-uh. No, you you doing too much too fast. Girl, come mm-hmm. on now. You you better than this. <laughs> Listen, it is a real thing. And it and it's it's so funny to me when I think back in that moment, because it was like probably just yesterday or day before, um, uh, where I was just so certain. I gotta say this has to be said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is it is too much. It is too much. So you definitely need to like you know, sit on it, sit on it, think it through. Right. Like save the draft. If you about to send an email, um, yeah. whatever, whatever it is that you do, like just wait, review it in like 20 minutes, review it in an hour, like really do your, you know, spend time with it before you act on it. Right. If you can, and it's, still, can. it's not foolproof. I don't think I know of anyone who has just mastered that to the point that it's like, I never, <laughs> <laughs> speak out of anger and I never say the it's it's like I said I feel like it's a practice but yes there we all have those times I know I do where Mm -hmm. I'm like oh (laughs) oh you said what okay that's fine clickety clack type 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 and it's like all right autumn you're at work Mm -hmm. (laughs) send that email (laughs) listen like so this has happened I know we're off topic but this is all good it all works Listen, so have you ever been asked to review someone's email when they're about to be nice nasty to somebody? And, and you're reading it and you're just like red flags all over and you're about to tell them delete it. And before you say delete that, they look at you and say, I'm being nice. I'm like, to you? I mean, who knows? Oh. Who knows your supreme evil side to compare it to this? <laughs> you know, like, why? It's only nice to you. Delete all of it. And if they're being nice, it's like, okay, so... To me, that that means you are far angrier than what I'm picking up on, and I'm picking right. up a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just like, no, who, what, what do they have to compare this to? Because you are being nice. Where, <laughs> where right. exactly here? Did you touch on anything nice? Right, you're being so nice. Just, I always try to. It's like think about if you were to receive the email that you just sent. Mm-hmm what would your reaction be? Right. Would you look at it and be like, oh, this person was being very, this person was being nice and reasonably (laughs) making a point. (laughs) Wow, how understanding were they when they said, you better not ever. (laughs) First of all, yeah, and just like, if they're all caps, what? no, what are you doing? Take that out. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's, Listen, like, it's a real, you know, job to handle your emotions, especially at work, Mm. especially Mm. with people you claim to care about, right? It's just like, there's a certain level of respect you have to give them, you know, because you you consider their feelings and, you know, how they're going to feel or react to what you're doing. So it's just a different thing that you have to work on. And I think that's a chore in itself. Yeah, it's not only adulting. It's just, like you said, it's being mindful and it is constant. Mm-hmm. It is constant. So, like, people who claim to be woke and aware and all that other stuff, yeah, th- then you know, like, how daunting it is to constantly be in that mind frame of, is this the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this the right thing to do? Sometimes, you, I mean, as a human being, I know sometimes I just don't want to do the right thing. Mm. <laughs> 
well, I think there are plenty of times where I'll just like, no, I don't want to be mature. I don't want to be an adult. <laughs> I just want to lash out and say mm-hmm. what I want to say. And those are the times where I'm like, all right, just uh, have a seat. Don't pick up that phone. <laughs> if it's ringing, don't answer because you just don't know what it could fly out of your mouth right now. Or, I mean, sometimes I think it's a good idea to just maybe tell a person, hey, I'm not really in a good space right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't even want to talk to me. So (laughs) I'm going to save you and let's just (laughs) communicate later. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I ain't said a word to me all day. I'm angry (laughs) Like, no, I, I'm getting on my own nerves right now. So. <laughs> it's not going to look good for anyone else. That's Definitely. funny. Like, dog is like, oh, what is going on with mommy? Um, so, <laughs> yes, I completely understand. Next question. So I feel like we've kind of touched bases on this, but do you feel like there there was a belief? Was there a belief that negative feelings or emotions are bad? Like, what do can you attach that to something? Like, can you identify where you got that from? Is it just like living and like reinforcement from like school and you know different things like that? I always thought those things were bad. I think because I I'm trying to I'm trying to work through not being a perfectionist. Mm. So anything that is not positive or quote unquote right <laughs> for me mm-hmm. it's like okay there's good and bad and negative equals bad and the these mm-hmm. do not feel good then they are bad emotions um and I think it was maybe one or two years ago I forget who I was having a conversation with and it could have been just through my reading and looking at videos on YouTube listening to podcasts that it clicked like your emotions are yours they're there for a reason they can be teachers for you like there's so many reasons why you feel what you feel mm-hmm. so I've I've gotten better with not attaching the word bad or negative to certain emotions um because they're mine and they they have taught me certain things like why does this trigger you why does this make you angry why does this make you sad let's dig a little bit deeper let's address the issue that brings about the the sadness when you're feeling this way when you hear certain words or it's just you know it's like a whole it's messy right (laughs) it's not it's not really necessarily good or bad. It's just your experience and what you do with it is the most important thing. Right. Um, So I just, at at this point in my life, I really, I don't look at disappointment as like, Oh, I'm feeling a bad emotion because things happen and they're legitimately disappointing. Mm -hmm. It would be, you know, it would be odd for, you know, I don't know. This hasn't happened recently, but like maybe there's a job I'm applying for and I interview for it. I know I'm perfect for it. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. It's normal to 
be down, to be sad about it, to be disappointed. Um, I don't know most people who, I don't think, the average person is probably not going to desire to have something that they work really hard for. It doesn't happen. It's just like, oh, hello. <laughs> Next. I mean, I'm sure there are some people who can do that, but I think it's very natural. Yeah. Who feel a certain way when certain things happen. So, um, I, I'm working towards no longer attaching like negativity to emotions that might pop up and I'm trying more to look at them and evaluate it. Um, and just be more self-aware, which is not easy. Uh, it is work <laughs> mm-hmm. developing and focusing on being, you know, the highest version of yourself is, it's not, it's not easy <laughs> at no. all. And no. I understand, like, there was a time in my life where I thought I was just like, oh, I'm such a great person and I'm <laughs> doing the right thing. And then I would look at other people who weren't and I'd be like, oh my gosh, why aren't you trying? And now, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Now that I'm really, but now I get it. It's hard. It's really hard work. And just because a person's trying doesn't mean they're not. We all have different things that we go through. We all have different life experiences. You know, what may, you know, there could be a challenge that someone's trying to work through. And I look at them like, you're not trying. Why are you being this way? But they could have just, you know, more, more issues. Right, right, right. Than I have. Like, I don't know what cards life dealt them. I just know what life has dealt me. So that's another reason why I am really working towards not attaching negativity to certain behaviors. Because you just don't know (laughs) what it's going through. Yeah, and I feel like that also changes, like, the definition of hard work because, like, you just, what might be easy for you might be, like, a legitimate struggle for someone else. And just, and they, just to, like, do half of it, it might be, like, really intense hard work for them. And while you don't understand it because it's not your experience, you can judge them in in a, in a negative way and be totally wrong and like they're actually working very hard so really just being mindful of like everyone's experience and it's really really hard because we do get in our own head and we, we you know I feel like we do get to live life and in our lane and experience what we experience and judge things the way we would but every now and again when life slows us down I feel like that's time for us to kind of get beyond ourselves mm-hmm. see past ourselves to you know kind of see what life has slowed down for what what is it trying to show us like why are we slowed down right here what do I need to see so that's what I I do like I try not to um always jump out of myself you know because sometimes it's just not necessary to be that deep go that deep but when I am slowed down that's when I do take the time and say okay what do I need to see let's let's pay attention yeah love that approach I agree Mm -hmm. that I mean because it I feel like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So if things are slowing down, even if you don't like it, maybe this is a time where right. I have to maybe work through some things that you're not excited about working through. <laughs> um, yeah. that's, that's what 
growth is about. Like, it's if it were easy, everyone <laughs> beyond just be full grown and you know best selves all over the place. And then, yeah. yeah, and that's just not <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> it's not. I mean, there I, will be seasons where it's effortless, and mm-hmm. then times where it's like, uh, no, <laughs> I can't do this. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it. Life is a amazing teacher. You know, we we judge it harshly from time to time. Like, but we can look at like right now the pandemic and be like, oh wow, you know, twenty twenty, wow, what a year. But like, did you did you stop to smell the roses? Like they say, did you do the work that you were able to do because time slowed down? And if you didn't, can you rely on that excuse anymore? Like a lot of us claim that all we need was needed was time, mm-hmm. and um, huh, after you know seven months or so, <clears throat> you know that that ain't true. You need more than time. You need to be realistic with yourself. <laughs> you know, like time wasn't it. There's something else going on with you that you know requires attention right now. Figure that out. You know, I'm not saying get extra productive and you know build your house. I'm just saying like <laughs> figure out what you really need to do <laughs> because your time excuse has been eliminated. Exactly. I mean, there there are plenty of people who will say, oh, you know, I'm not home enough to Mm -hmm. work on that business that I wanted to start. It would be easy if I had the time, but Mm -hmm. I just don't have the time. It's like, well, the time is here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And, you know, there's a lot of things that I think people think are getting in their way mm-hmm. when it's really not an external thing that's getting in your way. A lot of times it is you. Right. Um, and that's hard to accept. You know, no one wants to accept that they're the reason why certain things aren't happening in their lives. It's easier to say, oh, well, it's because of this, it's because of that. Um, but I think... I don't know. 2020, I think, has been a great teacher. Mm-hmm. I think 2020 has given us all a great opportunity to really sit with ourselves mm-hmm. and get to know ourselves better. I think we do live in a world where it's very easy to run from yourself. Just go, 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 go. Yep. Work, work, work. Activities, vacations, brunches. But... You know, just all of those things that we get caught up in doing, but when you have to really sit with you, mm-hmm. then you really have to evaluate some things. Like, are you really happy with mm-hmm. your job? Are you really happy with that relationship? Mm-hmm. You know, have you made some decisions that, you know, I wouldn't say regret, but just didn't honor your best self. Exactly. Like overall, this has been an excellent time for us to all evaluate our lives and think about what we want life to look like after all this is over. I mean, we're never going back to what it used to be. Right. Um, And, you know, in some ways, we're kind of, you know, going to have to start some things over, but I think it's a great opportunity. Um, 
you know, it's not all like sunshine and rainbows. Like it's hard for some people to just be inside all the time and maybe just go to the grocery store and go to work and that's it. And I mean, it's very challenging if you're far away from family and friends. Mm -hmm. Like human beings, we all, we need contact in some way, you know, a hug from a friend or a grandparent or a parent or, you know, maybe you're in a long distance relationship with someone and now it's just best that you don't see each other. Um, you know, that's hard. In a lot of ways, this this global pandemic has been hard. But in a lot of ways, I think it's it's benefiting society. I kind of look at it as God kind of putting us on punishment because we all like being these bad little kids. <laughs> <laughs> not doing what he told us to do. So he's like, okay, everybody inside. (laughs) Right. Even the ones who've been doing what they're supposed to do, you too. Because you know when parents get mad, it's I don't Mm -hmm. care. (laughs) Everybody. Everybody clean up and everybody shut up and everybody go to bed. (laughs) So if you're going to be over there stuck, it wasn't me, you have a problem. Okay, I don't care if it wasn't you. (laughs) Nobody asked you. (laughs) I didn't ask you. Okay, well then you go help her. She messed it up, but you still brothers and sisters, so you go help her fix it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I do feel like that's kind of what 2020 has been. It's been a very interesting, crazy year. Like nothing, nothing makes sense anymore. Right. Every time I, we wake up, something is happening. It's like, what is this? I keep saying, like, you know, people like to make fun. Like y'all said. 2020 vision I'm like absolutely mm-hmm. we just don't like what we saw <laughs> we just yeah don't like what we, see. we can see we can see now but we don't like it it's still it's, 2020 it's still clarity oh it's very clear <laughs> okay things very clear mm-hmm. like you were able to keep you know your your head in the sand before mm-hmm you can't do that anymore. No. And it's clearly a choice if you're if your head is still in the sand. Like there are no excuses. Things are very transparent now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. The next question, because it's very necessary in these times, what does your self-care routine look like? I don't really have a routine. I think I just kind of do self-care intuitively. So mm-hmm. for example, I I don't fight sleep. If okay. I'm tired, you know, obviously if I'm working, I can't just, you know, not work. But, like, I honor my naps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if my body is tired, that's for a reason. I will go to sleep. I won't fight it. Um, exercise. Like, when the weather was better, there's... um. There's a little park near where I live and after work, not every day, but most days I would go and take a walk, you know, walk for an hour or so just to get out of the house and get the blood flowing. And I'm in Baltimore, so it's getting colder. So Mm -hmm. to prepare for the colder weather and it getting dark uh, pretty much at like almost 4 p.m. at this point. Um, I bought a treadmill because I thought that would be a good investment since I'm not working out at the gym anymore. Mm -hmm. 
obvious reasons. Like I just, I'm nervous about that. So I figure, well, the money that I save from the gym membership, I can use that for a treadmill. So definitely exercising, staying active. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Oddly, like my dog is perfect self-care mm. <laughs> because he's, um, I don't know. I think my dog is an empath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like whatever's going on with me. So if mm-hmm. I'm like not feeling well or feeling down, like he's always right there and just petting my dog. Mm-hmm. Kind of helps me just stay present and in the moment. I don't really think about much else other than kind of hanging out with him. So maybe it's like a, I don't know, like mutual self care <laughs> for both of us. Well, that's he, good. Rubbed. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pet him. Um, yeah, but those are main things I do. And then obviously just stuff like, uh, you know, instead of just taking a shower every night, taking a bath and like really soaking and like putting Epsom salt in there and mm-hmm. maybe some, you know, essential oil like lavender just to like help relax. But I don't have like a specific, hey, this is what we're going to do for self-care today. It just, if something pops into my mind, I'm like, you know what, I need this then I, I do it. Sounds good. Sounds good. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have like a detailed, you know, tour list of what needs to be done that I can, you know, uh, define as self-care either. Um, I, I'm kind of like, when I know I need something, like I'll do it. Like, like you said, I honestly, wholeheartedly, um, I honor, I honor my negative feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something I need to talk about at this point, like I'm really, 2020 has taught me this, like as soon as something like upsets me, I, I identify that I'm upset and I ask my, I start asking myself questions like, why are you upset about this? Why does this make you feel this way? And then if there is something I need to talk about with someone or if it involves like my spouse or something, like I get to have those conversations and for whatever reason, 2020 has just brought us to this place to where we just absolutely understand it's necessary, you know? Yeah. You know, we're not, you know, on the go constantly and we're not distracted by that. So when we do sense a problem, an issue or whatever, we get to talk about it and it, it immediately feels lighter, you know? Mm-hmm. As soon as you discuss it. So I'm going to count that as self-care. <laughs> um, I- uh, just, uh, you know, it's, it's tough because I have a little one mm-hmm. and she's here with me too. And, uh, you know, she doesn't care about the job and, you know, just like, you know, cause she shouldn't, you know, the, the normal would be like work was, you know, before, you know, it's like she went to school, I went to work and now we're at home and we're doing home time. Right. And she's always mattering, you know, when we're in this space at home. And so we're all at home and I have to work and she has to school at home, but she's just like, work don't matter. I still Trump work, you know, <laughs> like that is her oh, attitude. Yes. Because and I'd be like, but girl, I gotta get this done. <laughs> get what done? I'm hungry now. Like, yeah, she don't care. She doesn't care. And like, she reminds me that she is most important because she is. And like, she's the constant reminder of that. And it's it's it it's frustrating, but it's also funny that she is not taking the back seat to my job. And it's it's something that I need to remember so I can remind them. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Um, and so that is that. I mean, it's really, it's a really simple thing. Like if I, like you said, if you get the idea, like oh, I need to get, I need to take a, a you know, relaxing, a relaxing bath, then I do that. If I need to, you know, sit and listen to a book, then I do that. Me, I'm weird. Like folding clothes and organizing things is relaxing. For hmm, me. Okay. I can see that though, because uh-huh. thing like you're doing, it's a repetitive motion. Mm-hmm. Something about that to me, like I do not like folding clothes, but mm-hmm. I see like there are other things that I do that people might look as daunting. And I'm like, uh-huh. no, actually I like this. Yeah. yeah. Like I like, like cleaning. Like if I'm just like, if I have music on or if I have like an audiobook playing and I'm cleaning, and I'm doing stuff and I'm like alone, like that is there, there's nothing better than that for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like when the little one goes to bed and I get to have like the space to myself because my husband travels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to like really get some time and just like you know do my thing. But like when he's here, I miss him. So it's like right. you know I just I need to be in his space, and he's probably like, "Girl, what you want?" But I'm like, well, "You're not here usually." Aww, you know, he doesn't mind, but it's like it's right. different. Like because when we were here all the time, like beginning of the pandemic, like. He was here, right? And so he was the one doing schooling with the little one um, during spring, right? And so I was basically at home just working and doing everything I had to do with no interruption. So he started working and traveling in July. And so that kind of was like, school's about to start back up. And it's me and the little one, we got to adjust and figure it out. So like, at first it was fine. Then it got to a point where it was really, really hard because then I don't really have help, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like constantly all day you and this little one who don't care nothing about nothing else because she knows <laughs> she knows she'd want and it's tough. Listen to me, it is tough and it will beat you down if you let it. And so you kind of have to like when my husband used to tell me back in the day when she was a baby, you gotta take a little thirty minutes here and read a book. I wanted to throw the book at him. Like what? That is nothing. You know, like I need real time. <laughs> like I need a week away from y'all. So those little thirty minute increments. I didn't, I couldn't wrap my head around. It didn't mean anything to me. It sounded stupid. But now it makes sense because mm-hmm. like anytime you take away and you're like, no, 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 don't bother me right now. I need this right here. It helps. It really helps. And yes. so, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just, I just commend you and all the parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I'm struggling my own way during a pandemic, but it's just me and my dog. I could not imagine having to work mm-hmm. and homeschool a child. Yeah. I really think like, my goodness, I just, I don't know how you all are managing and maintaining. Yeah. I'm lucky. I just have the one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cause I, there are people with multiple children mm-hmm. and people who are teachers. Yeah. How are you a whole teacher teaching other people's kids and then you got to teach your child too? Um, I, I, that I don't want to understand. I, you know what? I don't have to understand everything. Right. I don't think I could possibly. <laughs> Gratefully, you don't have to understand that. Me too. Because mm-hmm. oh. that's a lot. But yeah, so I mean, self-care, it's important. Like definitely have things, but like it doesn't have to be like a schedule. That you're like, okay, on Tuesdays, I soak my feet. You know, like, I mean, while it's cool, it doesn't look like that for everybody, you know? Yeah, I just, I think it's the most important thing is acknowledging that you do need 
a break and you need Mm -hmm. to do something for yourself, even if it's like I've gotten into the habit of um, sometimes like I could be working on something and it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes I'll just stop for like maybe, I don't know, just a couple of minutes and close my eyes, like just do what I've heard is called like a micro meditation. Mm. Um, you know, cause there was a time in my life would be like, what? I have things to do and stopping and closing my eyes for two minutes is not going to do anything, but it really does. Cause sometimes mm. it gets you, you know, it calms you down. You can refocus. You're not as agitated. So even if it's something as small as like, okay, I've been working straight for three hours time to take a break you know maybe go just get a glass of water get some tea do something like because I think more people since a lot of people are working from home they're working even more than they would at the office because you're just home yeah the computer's just there and you're just logged in and sometimes you might be bored it's like well I don't have anything else to do I might as well finish that report like that kind of thing Oh wow, um, no, you know my 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 little I, one does not allow that. Like she will come get me at uh five o'clock or whatever time I tell her I'm off. Like if I say it's five thirty today, she's like okay, and then she'll come around at five thirty. I know, I know you're not, you're still working. Why why are you doing that? You yeah. know, so I appreciate her because she's <laughs> she's gonna make me feel real silly for uh still looking like I'm trying to be at work. <laughs> So it's important. No, you I, that that wouldn't be me. But I understand how like they feel like people feel like they don't have anything else to do. And I mean, some people feel good about you know having things accomplished at work. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would love to feel that way right now. Unfortunately, that's not the way my life is set up. Um, I feel like I am getting busier and busier and busier, and there's just not enough time in the day. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I'm glad I work for a company where they encourage logging off. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely are just like, hey, you know, even if you're not going anywhere, or not doing anything, um, you know, when the day is done, the day is done. Don't mm-hmm. feel like you need to stay logged in. Um, I'm glad that they've, you know, given that message and they're trying right. to really not enforce it, but they really are trying to encourage it. Cause I, I just like how it's kind of starts at the top. And then I just know my group that I work in, um, has been applying that as well. I know my direct supervisor is like, look, if you need to take some time off, do that. Mm-hmm. Definitely do it. So yeah. Right. I'm great that. Yes. So let's get to the next question. How do you define success? Hmm. Let's see. I've thought about this. To me, success is um whatever you're doing that's important to you mm-hmm. that you are you're just active in it and you're making strides to make whatever the dream is come true. Um I think that looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, some people's success could mean like I, I graduated and I'm working in my career 
and I love it and I'm getting raises and bonuses and Mm -hmm. then for another person you know success could be uh I don't know I graduated I mean (laughs) the field I want to be in but I'm making a steady income Mm -hmm. and have other dreams and aspirations that are important to me and even if it's five minutes a day that's all the time I have to work towards it. I'm going to work towards it. So, yeah, just, you know, being focused on anything that's important to you in life and not walking away from it, um, to me, like, that's, you're you're being successful. Yes. Um, you know, an old school motivator would say, to have a goal makes right. you successful. Right. <laughs> I've never heard it put so simply. Okay, see, you just, took everything I said and made it incredibly concise and right to have a goal (laughs) Mm -hmm. is successful because Mm -hmm. some people don't even have that yes so many people who don't know what they want to do and can't even define it and so yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and even if you can't define it but you're working towards defining it to me yeah you're working towards a goal still yeah, because so it's not it's not yes. what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I think success doesn't have to be like this big, great, magical day that I'm here, I've arrived. Even though I know that I put the pressure on myself, even right. to see myself as successful if I reach that one magical day. But I think success is like just should be taken in small increments. Right. So, like, some for, for me, from what I gather about you or whatever, I see, like, I know you're a single woman. Um, I know you are, like, well off in your career. As far This is outside perception. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I know you're a homeowner. Like, these are types of things that I feel like, you know, should count towards your success, right? But what I also know about people in success, like, they keep moving the needle, you know? <laughs> but you know let me scoot it over now it's almost like weight loss like okay yeah I wanted 10 pounds but now 10 pounds more okay now 10 pounds more you know so it's like it's always it's constantly something you're reaching towards and I feel like very few people um you know give themselves credit for what they've done and what they're maintaining you know yeah so I think that's important I try to do it you know I try to do it like I try not to Make it some lofty thing and try to say, Crystal, you feel successful now. And then you try to, you know, create those feelings of how you feel when you really achieve something that you're you're proud of and try to feel that in that moment. You know, even though it's not like some big deal. And this is what I've tried to do. I've been told I needed to work on being more intentional. And so that's kind of how it looks for me. Right. I agree. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a needle mover (laughs) um because a lot of times I don't even take the time to Mm -hmm. pay attention to anything I've accomplished because in my head I'm like oh well I was supposed to do that right I feel like about you know so there was a time where I would look at success as like okay anything outside of what I told myself I was supposed to do that's success Mm. like I didn't look at graduating from college as success because I'm like that's what I was supposed to do. Um, I didn't even, gosh, there was a time I didn't even really look at buying my house 
a major success because I was like, well, you're single and you're a certain age. You don't have any kids. You should have been bought this house, girl. But (laughs) that's not true. It's not true. It's It's not true at all. And that's where I have to, like, me working on getting rid of this perfectionism thing that I somehow picked up because it certainly wasn't placed on me by my Mm -hmm. parents. So I don't, I think that's just how my brain is kind of wired. But yeah, I have definitely started working on not moving that needle and just saying, hey, just, just, just look, just look around Mm -hmm. at the things that you've accomplished and just, you know, be proud of yourself. Right. Like you did these things and you didn't have a head start in life, like a lot of, you know, people. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you didn't take shortcuts and, you know, through all the difficult times you've been through, you've still made these things happen, you know, to me, obviously with, you know, the grace of God and what I call my whole spiritual team Mm -hmm. (laughs) out for me. Um, So, yeah, for example, like I started... I just, this was maybe last November, November or December popped into my head that I wanted to make jewelry. I don't even know anything about making jewelry. (laughs) I just saw this woman on YouTube and she was saying, she just did a little tutorial of how she makes uh, jewelry out of crystals and stones. Mm. And I was like, that's it? (laughs) She really took, like, a big chunk of, I can't remember what the crystal was or the stone was, and she just took a hammer and beat it (laughs) (laughs) and then started attaching the pieces on the back. And I was like, but those are cute. Right. I could do something similar to that. I don't take a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) That that hasn't worked for me, and I just don't trust myself with, you I feel like I could hurt a lot of things including my fingers mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm a little more intentional when I go to the crystal shop and like get the stones that I used to make some of my jewelry but I just popped up with this idea and even throughout the year I've had to like tell myself like autumn this is an idea that you just came up with and already you've made x amount of sales mm-hmm just look at that. Yeah, you have to. And look at the fact that you've made X amount of sales and you have positive reviews on your site. And it's not just friends and family who are interested in purchasing your products. There are people out there who you've never met mm-hmm. who look at your work and say, hey, I like that. I would like to purchase that. So like to me... When I sit still, I think, wow, mm-hmm. like I'm incredibly successful this year. Just based yeah. on that alone. And it's not like I'm making thousands and like have changed my life and changed my income. I mean, someday I would like to reach that level of success. Mm-hmm. But that's just another step. This is, but I'm, I am just looking at this first step. Like you just right. had an idea and then you went through with it. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm doing 
pretty well. And you are. But it's that type of thing that we beat ourselves up with. Like we don't want to give ourselves credit when there's you 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 deserve credit. Like that's a big thing. Right. Like for, for you to just set it up to where people can even purchase it, you know, for you to make enough. You know, yeah. like that's a thing. You can you can honestly, you know, give classes at this point or make your own string of YouTube videos, you know? <laughs> like Yeah. Because I, I have friends who are always like a lot of times they're thinking ahead for me. They're like, oh my gosh, you can do this and you can do that. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I need, I need help. I need an assistant. Like I can't do it all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause I always, I, I have like this brain full of ideas and I'm mm-hmm. always trying to do a bunch of stuff and I'm like, all right, I don't want to spread myself too thin. So it's like, let's just focus on these things that are in front mm-hmm. of the bottom. Uh, <laughs> but I do, I do look at this year as being successful. And I say that because once upon a time, I would not have looked at it as successful. I would have started doing that thing that steals, of, steals, of, steals us of joy, which is looking around at other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at her jewelry shop online and look at the jewelry this person is making, that person's making, and that's really beautiful. And oh my gosh, look at all their sales. And I only have this. And they were light years ahead of me when they were in the same spot that I'm in. Like all that stuff, like I, I'm giving all those thoughts, uh, showing them to the door because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not helpful. They're not, you know, they're, they're definitely discouraging. And, um, yeah, I'm just going at my own pace and appreciating, you know, what I've done. And right. uh, hopefully I can keep doing that and just look at success as like, uh, I wouldn't even say levels, but just phases. Like, okay, this right. is beginner stage. And I may hover around in this kind of beginner stage for who knows how long, but mm-hmm. that's okay. I'm still working towards a goal and I'm enjoying it. Like, that's another thing. Like, yes, I'm doing something that I really like doing. I never thought that I would like making jewelry because I don't think of myself as like someone who's really good at like being meticulous and working with small objects. Um, I've always felt like, Oh, that's not really my thing. But then I thought back to like, Oh, when you were a little kid, you love to, build stuff with Legos. Those are tiny and small and you made that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so now like back to what you said about when you are cleaning or folding clothes, you can mm-hmm. kind of get into a space and play your music and you're enjoying it. That's what jewelry making and my art as well. But um, the jewelry making is for me, I just get into a zone and before I know it, three hours have gone by. And I'm like, I've just been over here experimenting. I didn't even make anything. I spent wow. three hours messing up. <laughs> but now I know what to do tomorrow. <laughs> right. But there, it's self-care. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah it, it's actually self-care. It's taking your mind, you know, and, you know, helping, you know, just helping you imagine things. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's really cool. That That is really, really cool. I, I am happy to hear it. And, you know, like, I feel that way. Like, I... I, while I feel like I'm creative, I don't feel like I, I'm creative in the sense of making things, but I never even tried. Like, I just, it's well, weird. Like, I, I am. You will surprise yourself. Right. I'm 
super impressed with, you know, people who, you know, create things and sell them because like for me, I'll let me, I may be able to get started with creating stuff, but then to get it, make it available to sell, like that's a whole nother ball game that I don't even allow myself to get to. It's just like, uh, for me, my thought press, my thought process regarding selling things make me feel like, uh, then it has to look a certain way. You know, <laughs> you know that. don't. I just, yeah. I agree. I've, I've, I have those thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. But then I just, I ignore it and I just focus on, like, I do try to be, I don't know if the word selfish is accurate, but I do, I try to really make it about me. Mm-hmm. I like the process of, like, I've turned into, like, just being obsessed with the craft store. Like between Michaels and Joanne Fabrics, I spend so much money in those places. I'm like, I believe oh, you. Hey, you spend a lot of money up in here. You don't have to turn this product around and sell it because <laughs> you have to justify all these purchases. <laughs> but I've realized, like, I, when you think about it as okay, I think when you think too proactively about it, and this is something that I'm working on, it makes it kind of intimidating yeah but it's not when you really just take your time and do it like you don't have to build an online shop overnight mm-hmm. um because I started out just kind of like nah I guess I'll throw something up on Etsy but initially I just made some things mm-hmm. and some stuff online and was like hey what do you think and the pictures were not good I didn't think they were very good um but even from there, I had a couple of people who were like, oh, those are cute. How much? I'll PayPal you. Um, wow. And then little by little, I'm like, okay, well, you know, we can build the shop. It doesn't have to be active as soon as you create it. You can just mm-hmm. kind of on creating it and then make it active when you think it's presentable. And you just, I like, you will really surprise yourself. That's something I'll figure out, like what I'm interested in enough to even try to, yeah. you know, in 2021, just to see how it works out. Yeah, yeah. Could end up liking it. I mean, mm-hmm. me and painting, I didn't know that I could paint anything. Wow, I had no clue. I was terrible in art when I was a child <laughs> because I couldn't. I'm not the kind of person that can draw what I see. Like I can't look at a face. And then accurately draw a face. If you're like Autumn, draw an apple. It's going to be a very interesting looking apple. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I never thought art was my thing. In my head, I would see abstract art and think, oh, that's cool. Maybe I could do that. Mm. But it wasn't anything too serious. And then one day, um, I, I just, I wanted to decorate my apartment with art. And then I look at art and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's not affordable. <laughs> right. Wow. So I'm online for different ideas and I see some cool projects I could do. And in attempting to do those projects, I was messing up. So I was like, well, what if I just kind of wing it and just pour some paint on mm-hmm. this canvas, swirl it around and see what happens. And I swirl it around enough till I thought, well, I like it enough to put it up on my wall. I don't care if anyone else likes it. <laughs> and um, I just kind of like going to the craft store and looking around at all the products. Um, 
And I don't know. It just kind of happened. Like, my family was surprised. Like, I told my dad, like, I'm I'm painting. He's like, what? The walls? I'm like, no. Like, painting, painting. He's like, you can paint? I'm like, I guess. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Look at it. I guess. Like, my mom, my grandmother, like, everybody's just like, what? Are, what is this? I'm like, I don't, I promise you, I was not holding back a talent. I didn't know. Like, I think um, we have a lot of stuff in us that mm-hmm. be lying dormant until it's just the right time for it to come out. Absolutely. I believe that. this You have inspired me, Autumn. Look at you. Good. I, I would yeah. love whatever <laughs> you do creatively. I cannot wait to see it because I have a feeling you probably have some kind of idea, something you want to try, and you're just going to be like, hmm, let's go for it. I can't wait. I have a feeling that you've got some stuff lying dormant. This is gonna pop up. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm I'm really inspired. I I really want to try. I, that's an awesome goal. You know, you you've been, you've inspired a goal for me for 2021 to create something and sell it. Yes, yes, there it is. 2021 yeah. goal. Crafting so, is so much fun. Even you. if you're I mean, not selling it, it's just to me that's. One thing I just, I discovered I have a love of crafting and I had no idea. <laughs> now well, I, mean, I like crafting. I, I like crafting. And I, and I feel like I, I do, I actually started my little one on it like early on because I like doing stuff with my hands, yeah. but I don't necessarily need it to look like anything. Right. And I've always kind of like beat myself up because I always noticed as a kid that people were neater than me and more particular. And, you know, like while I stayed in the lines, they did some extra shading to their coloring. You know, like I've always paid attention. Like, man, like, well, how come I'm not as meticulous as everybody else? You know, I've always liked it, but I've never been like extremely proud of it because I've always seen better. Right. So your advantage. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Right. Yeah, so, uh, sure. I got my little one into it. Like, I, as soon as she could, like, well, actually, on her own, like, when she was a little kid, she had these blocks. Like, she was probably, like, not even a year yet. She had these little blocks that I never knew could open and close, right? And they tell you that little kids can't really, they don't have that much motor skill yet, so they can open small things and, you know, close them. Well, she had these little bit, these little blocks, and I felt like they were solid blocks, and here she was opening them. Uh, and closing. I didn't think she, I didn't know she could. She wouldn't even, you know, she was not even one yet. And I'm like, how is she doing it? And I realized she was really good with her hands. Like she already had control. And so I start giving her things to do. Of course, you know, watching her and stuff. So I was like giving her little beads to make necklaces and stuff like that. And she just took to it. And you know, she didn't think to put it in her mouth. She was just, you know, making her little jewelry and stuff. Wow. I yeah. So I mean, I've gotten her doing it already and I could just I can make a whole uh Instagram page of all the things she makes with her connect toys because she she has all kinds of connect toys and she's been creating stuff like she makes crowns she makes uh all kinds of stuff like she's super creative and so I'm really happy that I noticed that when she was a kid and gave it to her and I'm like girl you gonna you gonna be an engineer or you just gonna be a crazy artist that's how it starts you just (laughs) see that you know, the, the child loves to do a certain thing. You just help to foster that. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is so, that's beautiful. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, so, children are geniuses. All children yes. are creative geniuses. It's yes. just the, the adult's responsibility to notice it. Notice it. Foster and just it, yeah. Fostering and motivating. Um, 
That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. so cute that you, I mean, you guys could do like a whole mother daughter thing. I, I, I actually have something like that I've been imagining that I told her I was going to let her do. And that might be the thing. We'll just have to see. We'll, we'll have to see. I'm excited for you. Cause she is, she, for her to be six, she'll be seven next year, but for her to be so little, like her little mind goes. And like, if she creates something with these connect toys, she don't have to tell you what it is. You can tell you're like, Oh my God, how'd you do that? Wow. You can tell what it is. You're like, what? Wow. It's crazy. I should make her a little page because it's it's insane, the stuff she can make. But yeah, so back on topic, you've inspired me. And I have two more questions at least for you. Okay. Before we get out of here. Okay. So I feel like you're answering this without me asking, but do you feel supported? I do. I definitely do. Uh Big picture, you know, I feel spiritually supported. I have amazing friends and family um so I do feel supported Mm -hmm. I mean I do have my days where you know I am a single woman Mm -hmm. and I am a black woman so Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the perspective of like just living in the United States (laughs) don't feel very supportive right but Fortunately, I have, you know, I'm able to see that, you know, even if on a day-to-day basis in the country that I live in, I'm not fully supported, you know, in that way, I still have, um, you know, amazing people in my life who have been there for me and, you know, I, I always have my my spiritual life that keeps me feeling supported even you know when the human beings in your life aren't available so um, yes yes I do really really good and then my next question for you is how are you managing your empath gift Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like half the time I see from you is like this empath thing. <laughs> I'm, like, yes. I'm such, I, I, it's like I discovered I was an empath maybe, I don't know, maybe in the past four to five years. And it was like a light bulb for me because I didn't understand why like I could be so, like could feel such deep emotion even mm-hmm. about that have nothing to do with me. I was like, what is going on with me? And for so long, I thought everybody felt that way. Mm. So that's what I was, that when I, before, earlier when I said I would get frustrated with people and be like, you're not trying. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you care? I'm like, oh, not everybody is wired like you are. (laughs) Did you care about it all? Um, But I, I, I've learned and I'm still learning how to identify the emotions that are mine that belong to me and the ones that don't and to, you know, I'm not required to feel everything. So I kind of look at myself as like, I know of uh, someone, what is she goes, her name is Miriam Hasnea. Mm -hmm. Um, She calls herself a retired empath. And she does a lot of work with empaths. Um, She has a great Instagram. um, You follow her page. And I'm looking 
to ultimately be a retired empath. Where I know that I am empathic, I acknowledge it, but it's not taking over my life. It's more of a tool. Um, so that means uh, identifying emotional vampires. Um, and I kind of don't necessarily like the term emotional vampires because I feel like sometimes people are draining us of emotion, but they're not aware of it. Um, but identifying when, you know, I need to spend time alone. Mm-hmm. Just it's helping setting boundaries. Like that's yes. And so I've gotten into a practice of really setting healthy boundaries and, uh, you know, even things that are as basic as like, I don't really watch the news. Oh, girl, not, not at all. I'm not watching. I no. do like to be informed. So I will get my information through um, informative, but funny podcasts, Lighthearted. Mm-hmm. shows um, like John Oliver um, or The Daily Show, things like that. Absolutely. Um, and I make sure to just when we talked about self-care, just take the time to rest when I know I need to rest and exercise when I know I need to exercise and just be aware of those boundaries and not be afraid to establish those boundaries. Sometimes when you set boundaries, people aren't, you know, they don't like it, but if it's healthy, it's okay. (laughs) Accept that people aren't going to like you sometimes. They're going to be angry with you. And that's all right. Um, and that's probably hard for an empath to be like, oh, my gosh, I don't want people angry with me. But I don't know. For some reason, most of my life, I've, I've not cared. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I mean, I do care to an extent. But I have. there's plenty of instances where I'm like, oh, you're angry? Well, I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> Listen, so I, I was trying, one day I was trying to, I think it had to be like a week or two ago, I was trying to make sense of the caring about people, but not really caring, right? So I, the best way I can define it is like, I care about a lot of people that I don't think about at all, right? So mm-hmm. sure. it's like, you, I can care about you, but you don't take up space, you know? in my, in my being, you know, in my thought life, you know, and that, and it doesn't mean I don't care about you. It's just that, you know, whatever you do is whatever you do and good or bad or indifferent, like you get to do it and, and I'm good, you know, and I hope you don't feel like I don't care. It's just that I'm not thinking about it. I I think that's healthy. Cause I mean, you, if you just allow people to keep consuming your thoughts when are you going to take care of yourself so I've also gotten in the habit of you know being willing to create space mm-hmm. for a person and you know sending them loving energy whether that's you know imagining love flowing to them or praying or whatever mm-hmm. but constantly having a person on your mind like, you, you can't do that. You're one person. And right, you right. specifically, you are a wife and a mother and mm-hmm. you're you. So you got to take care of you first and right. your best for your family. Um, so, yeah, I think it's perfectly fine to not really think about someone, but still love them. Right. And still, you know, when you do think of them, 
think healthy thoughts. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I'm I'm so happy to hear that, you know, you, you know, found a, a way to, you know, manage your, your gift and, you know, not let it take over because I feel like that's the biggest struggle for most empaths is realizing how to manage it. Um, everybody doesn't realize their gift at the same time. Right. So, so, so I can tell you, um, I was fairly young. I recall um, being in a lunch line, handing a lunch card uh, <laughs> with a lunch card in my hand, about to hand it to a cashier and trying to figure out what the burden was. I was feeling like I've always been in church, so I understood burdens. Mm-hmm. I understood it was like a weight on you whether it was physical or, you know, something you couldn't see. Mm-hmm. And I remember like handing a lunch card to a cafeteria assistant. It was like, what is this weight? Mm. What is this? I didn't know what it was. It just was so heavy. It, to me, it felt like something bad was about to happen. That's the only, that was the only uh, feeling definition I can give that feeling, but I felt it. And I remember just like thinking about it all day, like, what is this? Until it went away. Wow. And then I, and experiencing it again, and I was really young, and it took, without knowing what it was, not knowing what it was called, I had to learn how to manage it. Mm-hmm. Without knowing, and you know, you get older and you start reading, you start learning, you're like, oh, right. that's what that was. Right. I had no, had no words for it, but I had to learn that it wasn't my own. I had to learn that I could not let it deplete me. I had to learn how to create boundaries with friends. Because when I tell you they had issues, they were my issues too. Mm, yes, yes. When I tell you I was, I was, I was the friend that I would be on the phone with you all night because I felt your pain. I'm crying with you. Yes. <laughs> it was my own. Call me anytime, friend. Yes. To take pride in that. Uh huh. Like I'm such a good friend. Mm-hmm. Anytime, and it's yes. like. Though that's okay sometimes. Yeah. I've I've really yeah, when you talk about that weight, I don't even remember when I started feeling it, but I know I always felt it. Mm. And I was always like super sensitive as a mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. And it took quite a while for it to click. Quite a while for it to click that I was an empath. Yeah. Um, and when I could finally identify it that's when it was easier for me to manage it. Because I have some friends who I've always known that they were empaths. I could mm-hmm. always see it in them, and they had no clue. Like, I have a friend, and she was like, I didn't know it was an empath till last year, and you told me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, girl, it's so obvious. <laughs> listen, listen. But see, but I, I, I wonder, I, I don't know if it, it looks the same for everybody. Probably looks different for a lot of people because we all experience emotions mm-hmm. in different ways. And I think a lot of people um, were taught like that it's not okay to be sensitive. Mm. It's not okay to feel certain things. So, you know, you build up a wall, you block it out. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who probably the maybe the coldest, most callous people that you could think of could be empaths and that's how they protect themselves and they may not even know why um mm-hmm. yeah it does look different and i didn't even know that it was something that i really 
needed to manage mm-hmm. until, um, yeah, I would say maybe four or five years ago, it finally clicked. Like this is, this is a beautiful thing, but mm-hmm. you can't let it take over your life. You can't. You can't. Yeah, it, it, it's... I was on the phone for three hours here, <laughs> two hours there. I have plans, things that I'm supposed to be doing that evening. Before I know it, I'm listening to problems. And people, whether they know it or not, they just sense that you're an empath. Mm-hmm. Even like, you know, I've had weird experiences where random people will just start talking to me about yeah. their and I'm like, what is this? Do I Girl. just, I feel like I'm looking mean right now. Why do I have a face that says I will listen? And it's, <laughs> I have to tell myself like, Autumn, you are not obligated to help someone every time your heart bleeds. You're not responsible for taking care of the entire world. But right. there's part of me that feels like I am. And that's that overactive empath <laughs> thing. Listen. listen, girl, it it is, that is one of, I'm going to say the hardest things to, uh, get to but once you once you get used to like flexing that muscle I feel like I ward off the weirdos um at this point like I don't I don't feel like I realize they're weirdos but the way they avoid me and go <laughs> and go to somebody else like good. it's crazy and like I don't I don't realize like people tell me you have like a door that shuts that you don't realize you know you have but they know not to come to you and they go to the other people with it. And it's just like, I don't even know how I'm doing it. But I shut people down before they even try to enter. And I have no control over it. But I appreciate it because I don't want to have to deal with it. I don't. I don't want to have to. But, I, you know, every now and again, you do feel the heaviness. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just like a moment you take and say, is this mine? And, right. once, you, and once you can say confirm that it doesn't belong to you, like, okay, who is this? Why didn't you say a prayer for? Lord, help them. You know? <laughs> And keep it moving. Yes. I mean, it's sometimes it's not easy because there are friends and family, people that I genuinely love. And I've just been like, I cannot continue this. I'm going to need to take a break from this person um, Mm -hmm. so that we won't be hanging out as much. We're not going to be talking as much because the experience is draining for me Mm -hmm. and it feels great for them. So it's like, okay, you know. We're going to send them love, <laughs> check in every so often. Mm-hmm. But when things start to go in that, you know, <laughs> that area, that territory where they, you can feel them starting to like siphon. Because I feel like you can feel the person slowly taking the energy out of you. <laughs> right. But see, I think I think that I think you have a combination of impact and like you're, you're introverted. So yeah, I don't a- know if you actually are. I don't know if you actually are introverted, but I feel like because I know I'm introverted, I know it's an extra drain. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an extra drain. So yes. when you're an empath and you feel things and then you would, you know, you know, you are like rejuvenated when you have down, you know, a long time or whatever, there is an extra drain. So right. I think you have a combination of that because okay. that's what it sounds like. Because yeah. I know I, I, I'm going to avoid like a large group of people, if there's people that I'm going to encounter that I know I don't know that well, I'm like, I'm going to skip it, <laughs> you know? Yes. Because, you know, you're prepared for the people you know. You know, you can, you yeah. know, build yourself up for those people. But then the other people that they've attached to, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know them. And I've had I don't have enough. I'm going to sit it out. 
of the people who are like that because I have some friends mm-hmm. and you know they're very sweet kind of come one come all <laughs> and I you know will have plans to meet somewhere and then I get to that place and they've already made like a bunch of friends and it's like oh come and sit with us and I'm like oh my gosh no you didn't invite these three strangers to the table um now I have to pretend like I want them here and I really don't know offense to these people, but I don't know them. Because <laughs> then, then you got to be kind of cold and off, right? You cannot connect fully with people you don't know because if, if they see, if they feel, you know, sometimes you can't help it, but if they see and feel it, they're going to download right there, then and there. Right. Oh, let me talk to you about this. And girl, listen. Like I said, I'm going to sit it out because if I get there, I'm going to be closed off. And my friend's like, girl, you want yourself. I wasn't. I can't. Y'all play too much. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, and I no think it's a real thing. Once it's a real thing. Know you, like when your friends really know you, even if you are introverted, they don't see you as introverted because you're probably right. not. You probably don't exhibit introverted behaviors around people you're close to. Right. Right. So Absolutely. I know me, everybody forgets I'm an introvert because mm-hmm. I'm very loud and <laughs> obnoxious I think right 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 um so people kind of feel like oh yeah it's autumn she'll be fine just go with the flow mm-hmm. and invite everyone it's like oh no no and it's like what's wrong with you and I'm like I know you don't remember when we first met but if you can go back to that <laughs> I was not this person for a reason I am introverted and I didn't know you <laughs> listen so there's this book and I need to read the world gets <laughs> there's this book I need to read I don't know the name of it but I saw like the guy who wrote the book and I you know I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube so there's this guy and he was describing the experience of being an introvert which is why I know like this is probably attached to your empath he says like introverts when they go out into the world they feel like they only have like five coins and when they meet people some people it feels like they're stealing their coins <laughs> And I was like, that is perfect. Cause you, you really, you feel like you, you, you have something of value, but some, when you are like just thrusted into like unknown territory and you're, you're engaging with people, you feel like it, they're just taking some of your worth, you know, and you know, you need them, you know, mm-hmm. not that you're selfish. You, you, you have some things for some people, but you don't have it for everybody. And you know, you need a little something to make it home. And and be something there. So it's just like that. It literally feels like people are stealing from me when like they are, you know, if they just happen to, you know, jump into my space and they weren't invited. And here I can't be rude and, you know, you know, just create boundaries. I don't know you move. You know, you can't be like that. So it's like right. it, it's kind of like a hard place to be in when you're knowing when you know you have to try to be, you know, um, warm and welcoming. But, you know, you have to protect yourself. It's yeah. a It's a really weird place to be in. But yeah. I I get it. I understand it. And, you know, I feel like we're all doing the best that we can if you if you experience this. And, you know, we'll only continue to grow. But, mm-hmm. like, it's it's a real thing. And I really wish, like, the people who knew and loved us understood, like, how. Exactly. And I don't know if this is something you experience, but just the act of small talk <laughs> takes so much out of me. That by the time, just by the time I've done that, I'm like, I'm tapped out. I can't keep going because I've had, I think I've read that when you're introverted, 
you access a different part of your brain to communicate, mm-hmm. rely more on long-term memory than working memory. Yeah. So I, that. I think just having to take that route <laughs> to get yeah. her memory is exhausting. Whereas, you know, people who are more extroverted rely more on short-term or working memory. So it's kind of easy for them to just be like, Hey, how's it going? Blah, 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 blah. Whereas I, I can't do that. Right. I, I, in certain instances, I know I have to, so I've almost like created a script. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, the type of people that I'm going to be around. So I'm like, all right, access this part of your personality. Cause this is who you're going to be communicating with. Um, and yeah, I'll just kind of mentally prepare myself mm-hmm. for it. If I'm not mentally prepared to do small talk and to be around a lot of people I don't know, oh my gosh, it's like I'm blindsided. And I, yeah, it's like, okay, I literally, I, go. I just had this conversation. I, I just, oh, one of my conversations, the one I had with Jonathan Jones, we talked about it. And I told him I had to prep myself for social events. I said, I'm an introvert, but I have extroverted qualities and I can work a room, but I have to prep myself. Yes. And I said, and after that, I'm going to probably, you know, just deal with my immediate family for like three weeks only. Yeah. Like three weeks. I'm not dealing with no outsiders for yes. like three weeks to rejuvenate because mm-hmm. it is just that serious. Like I have to work up for this and I'm going to need all the downtime available to build myself back up. Yeah. Normal me. Cause it's yeah. that serious. And I said, if I could, and if it wasn't weird and I can go to these places and just look at people when I open my mouth, I would prefer that, but that's weird. Love that. that would be so <laughs> just look at them. I wish I could just go out and not be expected to communicate mm-hmm. without people looking at me thinking like there's something wrong. <laughs> I just want to stare. Cause I, just I love stare. people watching. I love to observe mm-hmm. how people interact. I was the person like in college where I would go out with friends and I wouldn't be on the dance floor. I'd just be kind of like hanging back and people would like, you have to get out here and have fun and enjoy life. You only live once. And I'd be like, but I promise I like people watching. I'm so, I'm and I so much fun. believe that it was like, I was having just as good of a time watching them have fun as mm-hmm. they were actually out there. <laughs> right. Having a good time. I'm like, no, this is like, cool. I just, I like just kind of being here. I don't need to, that anything else is going to be overstimulating for me and I'm going to want to run home. <laughs> did you feel, did you feel that transition from like younger you to older you? Like as you were maturing, did you see that change for you? Not really. I've always been introverted. Mm. Um, I think when I was younger, I was shy and introverted. Mm. Now mm. the shy part is pretty much gone. That's because it was like forced out of me through just like school and, what I do for a living and just, I mean, mm-hmm. my goals don't really align with shyness. So exactly. I just like say, okay, Autumn, you're going to have to work through this. But I've always known I was introverted. I, mm-hmm. I think I realized it. Well, I didn't realize it, but I think I was in maybe kindergarten or first grade. And mm-hmm. I had a friend who's super smart and she was like, Hey, you're an introvert and I'm an extrovert, but we're still friends and we get along. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> She's like, I'm loud and I get in trouble and I like to talk to everybody and you're quiet and you don't really like to say anything. You just like to sit and do your work, but it still works out. We're still friends. And I'm like, oh, wow. 
an oversimplified, but like it was a little kid way of getting it. And um, yeah, I just knew from there. And um, I think the like the main thing about being introverted is that you are you get your energy source from solitude and Mm -hmm. being alone and extroverts don't get energy that way. They have to be around a bunch of other people and they have to be active. I think it just kind of ties into how your nervous system is wired. Like an introverted nervous system, it takes very little for us to be overstimulated. Whereas an extrovert, they need a lot to even feel stimulated. So Yeah, as extroverted as I can appear to be in certain settings, I can feel the energy slowly draining and draining. I'm sorry, that's my <laughs> It's okay. No, it make it makes sense now that I say it out loud that um I felt the transition. So when I was a young when I was younger, I didn't have to deal with many outsiders. One. Um I had tons of downtime. Two. And it was like when you become an adult and you kind of have to, you're, you're working around people, um, you know, then your, you know, your your life, your social life, that's like more. And so you have less of that downtime and you're dealing with more people that you don't know. And so I feel like that's how it felt like a transition, but it was just like my life was changing. Right. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Never thought mm-hmm. of it like yeah. that. Like when you're a ki- when you're a child, it's okay to sit in the corner and not say anything. Yeah. Some adults prefer it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, it's okay. And I mean, a lot of times adults look at it as like, oh, you know, it's a great kid because they're quiet, they're to themselves, they're reading a book. Mm-hmm. I don't have to keep telling them to sit down. Um, you know, and even as a teenager, it's still okay when you're in your 20s and, you know, if you're not working and you're in school, like you can kind of just it's it's easier to navigate the world as an introvert but you do hit a point where whether you start like when you just when you start working and you Mm -hmm. have to be around people that you don't know regularly or people that you don't know well um it just gets I would think and without even noticing it I'm just I like how you put it it's life just kind of brought it to Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of people who said they didn't know that they were introverted yeah, until later on in life. And that yeah. makes sense that, you know, mm-hmm. as responsibility. Life changed. Yeah, as yeah. life changes and you start really appreciating that solitude and people are draining you. It's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, when you're young, you get to pick and choose. When right. you're an adult, not so much. Yeah. Very true. So the last question, and, you know, I get to let you go because I feel like we can go and go and go if we don't I, watch it. When introverts <laughs> start talking, because we're really good at, like, one-on-one yeah, <laughs> That's true. We could go for hours. <laughs> that is true. Oh, my God. When you when you find, like, Ken, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last question is the question for the show. What are you clear about today? I am clear clear about my intuition Mm. and and following it and acknowledging it and not ignoring it it's uh it's never failed me it's never steered me wrong and the only times that it 
you know, I've, I've gone in a wrong direction. I, won't, I don't want to say wrong, but maybe in a direction that didn't benefit me is when I ignored my mm. intuition. So I'm very clear about using it. And the more I acknowledge it and the more I rely on it, the clearer it gets. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> I love it. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for, you know, blessing my platform with you know all that you do and everything you would you like to tell people you know how to find you and you know how to you know maybe look into some of your creations sure um so you can follow me i have (laughs) instagrams just because you know i don't i figure not everyone wants to know about my personal life not everyone wants to know about art and jewelry so I just my regular Instagram is autumn underscore woodland. Uh, my visual art and paintings are autumn woodland art, and my jewelry is under autumn's ornament. And there are links to my Etsy shop for the art and links to. Um, a site I use for artists called Society6 where you can buy prints of my work and coasters and throw pillows and shower curtains and comforters, like whatever you can think of. Like there are prints of my art available um, on Society6. But yeah, the links are there on social media. Um yeah, that's it. I think that's the only way you can find me. I don't really use Twitter anymore. <laughs> it's, been it's been quite a while. Twitter was exhausting. Oh I'm my like, god! It yes, it can be over and over again. This oh can't be healthy. <laughs> Listen, you know, social media is hard in itself. You know, we, you know, if you think about it, our generation isn't that used to it. You know, it's it's kind of like something we've been doing maybe for the last ten years, and that's new. We straddle the fence, like. We're the one generation, I think, that knows life without it and mm-hmm. it. Yes. Like, Absolutely. It, like coming in from a younger age, but mm-hmm. the generation behind us, I mean, they use it, but I don't, I don't think it, it's as prevalent. I don't, I, I don't think so. Yeah. But yeah. So again, guys, you know, she, she blessed the platform. We're very happy to have her. It was an awesome conversation. As you guys know, if we don't end it, we will talk your ears off. And I have to make like <laughs> five parts of an episode. Like we talk some more and some more and some more. But yeah, guys, so I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Thank you guys for listening and check me out later.